The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who going this town tonight. Hey, welcome into the Palm Last of the Sports Talk Show. We are in studio, we are live. This is Demi Lachey. It is Taco Tuesday. We got Kwame Lasseter here on on the phone lines once again. He's claims that he's feeling sick and he's back at home, <laughs> so he's calling in live. Uh, anyone else, they can call in as well at eight 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 three four six nine one four four. And yeah, we got Kwame online. Kwame, what's going on? I am sick. What are you talking about? Man, I got a. You don't sound sick at all. That's my sexy voice, and that never sounds sick. I so, don't. I don't want to hear that. That being said. No, I got to get a, um, today is one of those days I'm going to get a, so I, well, I got a doctor's appointment. And right after that, I'm going to a uh, steam room, get some sauna, then I'm getting a massage, then I'm going to try to rest. I got to water up. Steam up room? To that point. What steam room are you going to? I didn't know they had steam rooms right here. You just walk in and no, be no. sick. No, no, that'll be nice. That might be my new, uh, my new um, business. Oh, yeah? A room full of steam rooms. But um, no, L.A. Fitness. Okay, yeah, you should you should definitely put in a put in the thought of of opening a steam room and maybe possibly well, you like know a what? wine they bath. They opened up a new. Um, they opened up a new. It's kind of like a gym, but it's almost like a country club gym okay. right there on Ocotillo and Armour School. Hmm. I gotta check I can't it think out of the name of it, but um, but it's like it's one it's, it's one on Camelback. Oh, okay, it's one yeah. on Forty Fourth from Camelback, something like that. Yeah, I gotta check it out because. Maybe you can even put it in the thought of doing the whole wine bath thing. You ever took a wine bath before, like a Mars Stoudemire? Man, what am I doing? I'd rather drink my wine than. than <laughs> yeah, I, I, could, I could see you definitely laying in a pool of wine, drinking it with a well, straw. Well, Lamar ain't know how to waste money. So I don't know how to waste money. I don't even know the purpose of a wine bath. <laughs> he could have had, had the cheap. Why you just use that? He could have had the cheap uh, red wine. I take your bath. So I don't. I don't get <laughs> half the stuff these guys do anyway. Regardless, some stuff even regardless of how much money you got or have had what whatever. Yeah. Some stuff still have to make sense to me. Like I still won't do some things because it just don't make sense. Yeah, and going on to that, what's making sense, what's not making sense, the world has gone um, through the trials and tribulations of this Ferguson trial. has ended yesterday. Um, your reactions on it? Darren, Whitson, Darren Wilson uh, not being not di- uh, indicted. The decision was made by the grand jury. Uh, the Ferguson trial and all these riots and stuff are breaking out once again. You know, just real quick, how do you feel about that if you tuned into it at all? My um, my feelings to that, and, and the sad part about it is I wasn't even numb to it. I didn't expect him uh, to be convicted. And what part of the world, country, or the the atmosphere that we live in where someone can do something like that and you just know they're going to be found guilty, but they, they're not found guilty? See, that happens too often. See, we, watch, we listen to the music and we watch these shows, and all that does is prepare us for outcomes like this 
True. If you if you're not uh, sure what I'm talking about, you can want to watch a lot of songs. Uh, you can listen to a lot of songs and see what the vibe is. You know, yeah. um, when Rodney King um, got in trouble or got beat down in front of the world, you know what the number one song was? What was that? Fight the Power. So oh, there was a conscious awakening. There was a conscious awakening mm-hmm. uh, then. Uh, now you can just shoot any black life and there's no consequences. Uh, and, and you know what? I, now that I say that and I think about it, I think a, a lot of people that don't even see that as a problem. They just think that it's okay. Right. Uh, oh, they just go on about their day. I'm surprised that the verdict even came in. I thought it was going to let all these fools go black uh, Friday shopping mm-hmm. and then put the verdict in. But they know how conscious, they know how unconscious people are, and then they're gonna go spend all their money on Friday anyway, right. uh, which is the crazy part of it. But but that verdict, answer your question and finish up on it. That verdict didn't do anything. I knew the outcome before it came when it when it when the outcome was um, mentioned. I went on about my business. Yeah, and then that's the sad. That's the sad part. Not that it's very sad that most of the world is like that. Yeah, but we got a lot of political leaders. Uh, the right ones, not the TV ones. That's oh, yeah. going to change. Be careful when that is no longer the issue. That's going to be a serious problem. Yeah, and then you know a ton of activists love to get involved when all this goes down, and they like to have their say-so as well, and especially with all the rioting. And, you know, some of these activists, they back up the rioting. I mean, I don't think the riot is really proving anything. I understand your anger, but what are you going to prove? You're going to make your city that you're living in, you're going to make it worse, though. Do you agree with that, or I, I, like you already complain about your bad living, your situations, and your area, your community? You're just gonna make it worse by the rioting, jumping out, and the same thing happened with, with uh, the Trayvon Martin issue. Like I can understand the Trayvon Martin. I mean, this guy, this kid, you know, he really didn't react to the police officer and or to the innocent man. Or you know, Trayvon Martin was just innocent, just period. He didn't try to. He wasn't verbally abusing the other guy. In the sense of this case with uh, Michael Brown, he was a teenage boy, but he was a bigger figure trying to you know come in at the officer in some type of way. At least he was trying to use some verbal violence, and it, it was presenting some type of violence. He didn't have a, a gun on him. He shouldn't have lost his life. I don't think with gun violence, you know, coming involved. But I understand the officer. He has to do his job, and, you know, most if he sees violence, he has to react. Most police, in my opinion, are cowards. There's no way you can sh- you have to shoot somebody six times, and maybe that final bullet is one in the head, or maybe that first bullet is one in the head, and then you shoot more. Right. They're, most of them, in my opinion, are cowards. Um, and I know some police officers. I just don't see that from them, but mm-hmm. I say the ones that, that do these type of things, most of them are cowards. And then they hide behind... Uh, how they was taught, a ta- tactical ways of they was taught uh, to defend or enforce the law. You don't shoot somebody that many times because I could shoot somebody in the leg or the arm and, and hold you off, especially when you don't have a gun in your hand. I can hold you off and then I can find out. Uh, and then that might be justified if if, if that uh, the situation that the uh, Michael Brown had, has done something and charged the police. Right. I can back you off me without killing me, killing you. And the Trayvon, and, uh, Trayvon Martin situation, See, uh, a lot of black people and minority people are, are ignorant to the fact that that stand your ground law right. gives uh, most people the right to kill you because it's, if they feel that they were threatened, they can stand their ground, uh, and that's the um, and that's the part they don't understand. And you can stand your ground. I, I tell you what, you and I better not try to stand our ground. Uh, 
but it won't take a month for a jury to find us innocent. Yeah, it will be course. immediately uh, guilty, and and there will be consequences to pay. Of course. But yeah, all right. That's and that's all good. And uh, love to hear your point about that. You know, it's just been going on in the world right now, and that's the main headline. Uh, I guess you could say that's in the news and the media. You can read a, more about it. You know, doing search online and watching the news on every channel, CNN, and throughout um, a bunch of those news network stations. But you know, going back to sports, it was also a game last night being played. Actually, two games. It was a makeup game. Um, between, well, it really wasn't even a game. Uh, it was between the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets playing at Detroit Lions Stadium. And Buffalo came out and dominated 38-3. Now, are, are you still holding on to Buffalo's defense? Yes, what are you talking about? So I'm, I didn't I'm, use them uh, this week because... Uh, oh, what are you doing? The game. They, they play in the Jets. Fran, I use San Fran defense. San Fran got me 11 points, then Buffalo would have got me more. Yeah, exactly. But I'm, I'm good with uh, my choices. I wish I would have, but... I would have won. I, I'm 75 now. I don't even want to be in it no more. That's, that's just average. And I've never been average. I've always been that B plus, A minus type person. But I've never been average. And I'm 75 in this fantasy. I don't even want to play anymore. Keep your, <laughs> you're above, but you're above average right now. Yeah, that's not, that, that's not above average. That's, that's, that's 75? That's what somebody to themselves, oh, I did my best. You could be 6-6. Six and six. <laughs> <laughs> But you're 75. And why, why would you pull Buffalo defense against Michael Vick and the Jets? Man, I, I pulled them first because I didn't know if they were going to play the game in Buffalo. But when I heard it was moved, I had already picked San Francisco's defense to play against the uh, Washington Redskins. So what's the difference in the Buffalo and the Jets and Washington Redskins uh, offense towards uh, trying to trying to capitalize on the San Fran defense? San Fran defense, I thought they would swipe them up. I mean, I, I got 11, 12 points out of the San Fran defense, but I would have cleaned up and probably been close to winning. I don't lost two games in a row. My managerial skills is uh, sucking. I'll tell you what. I feel like you. Yeah, no, no, you don't feel like me. I, I just got a bad. I'm, I'm like the, I'm like the Raiders. I'm like the 76ers. I just gotta, I'm just tanking it, you know, just getting ready to make sure I can find a free agent here or there, maybe a rookie that stands out real quick, give me some quick points. That's where I'm at with my, with my uh, manage, managing skills. I'm just restarting. I'm reevaluating my talent, uh-huh. my roster, my fantasy. I'm There's no excuse. I'm next year. <laughs> I'm doing the one next year. I'm for real. It's gonna be five hundred. It's gonna be uh, let me think. Five hundred to get in. Five hundred to get in. How much? First is- place. First place get fifteen hundred. Second place a thousand. Third place five hundred. Everybody else, thank you. What you got? So there's no. How do you get out? Is how there, do you there's get no, out? There's no like ten percent I put down to get out the fantasy. <laughs> you don't get, <laughs> get none of that money back. Yeah, there's no money you, you can get out of it just in case that you go seventy five, just a little bit above average, and you say, oh, "I'm done with this." You can you can buy out seventy percent of uh, 70, 75% 75%. of uh, you want to buy out seventy five percent of that five hundred, huh? I said seventy five percent. No, if you oh. put five hundred in, <laughs> yeah. and you want to buy out because you're seventy five, then uh, I'll give you two hundred back. <laughs> oh, okay, awesome. Uh, well, I, mean, I can't so wait. I can't whatever wait. Whatever percentage that is, I've never been. Uh, Remember you said a math this. Guru, but, Remember uh, you said this. Whatever that percentage is. Remember we talked about this. So when we bring it up next next season, there's no excuse. I'm gonna do it for real. So the Jets totaled out to 218 yards. They really weren't moving the ball. It was a good sighting to see Geno Smith go 10 for 12, 89 yards. I mean, even though he got sacked a couple of times, but Michael Vick was. I, I think Michael Vick is done. I think 
Um, this should be his last go around. I mean, this guy. I mean, he, he can play on Sundays. He can still play in the NFL. Don't get me wrong. He still start on NFL teams. He doesn't have the old line structure. Once again, the same deal that he went through in Atlanta and Philadelphia, where he was blaming the old line. And but you know, you start to see that in the way that Michael Vick plays. But I think, I think he needs to wrap it up this season. And, and what, before he, huh? yeah, I think he's done. I think he needs to retire. I don't he got so. sacked five times. Look at all the backups now. He's better than them now. He's better than who? Kyle Orton? The backups no. that's playing right now. What about Kyle Orton? He's not better than Kyle better. Orton right now. He's better. He's more He's more of a threat. He's more dual. Or or he has. He, he can run. He can throw. Who throws a better bomb than uh, Michael Vick? Geno Smith. <laughs> I know you just playing. Yeah, it's plenty. Uh, it's plenty no, of quarterbacks. Vick, but, what, but, he, he really messed up, in my opinion, when uh, when he was in Atlanta, when he lied in Atlanta. Um, hmm. I think that could have been his uh, destination for quite a long time until he got that the uh, animals humane society on his back and the issue with the dogs. But yeah. I thought that's where he um, that was the detriment of his career. Yeah, absolutely. Because he just, what, he signed like a $100 million deal, didn't he? He's the only player that only signed $200 million deal. Right. He did it a yeah, second but, time at that. So, yeah. Michael but, Vick made some money in his time, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you, when when they come to get you, and Michael Vick is not, he was the face of that uh, whole racket that was going on with the dogs, the pit bull fighting and all that, uh, but he was the face of it, so... Them busters, this is why you got to choose your friends. I tell these kids all the time when I talk to them. I got to talk to some kids tomorrow at Jacobson Middle School. Okay. I'm sorry, elementary school. You got to choose your friends, Wiley. And kids don't understand that because they think everybody that knows their name and smile at their and laugh at their jokes, they, right. they're friends. When it comes down to it, they'd rather it be you than them that gets in trouble. And they, they quite just don't understand that yet. But like TV shows, you got to keep pound, you got to keep compounding that into their head and understand it. Not saying you can't have friends. And Michael Vick's problem was he was too loyal to his friends. And, and that's a problem and it's a concern. They're not your friends. They don't understand the severity of where you are as a position in the NFL. You're a quarterback in the NFL. Right. They think they're the superstar uh, because they know Michael Vick. And they when they carry themselves that way. I know I was in Atlanta with those guys a couple times. Like, and I thought, wait a minute, you don't play. Because mm-hmm. they was with Michael Vick, and all of them from most of them was from Virginia. Right, a great percentage of them was from Virginia. But kids today, and 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 it carry on because of the uh, uh, the loyalty you grow up with. You want to feel like you didn't change. So a lot of these guys uh, keep their long lifelong their their childhood friend, but their friend don't understand that I'm in a position where you can't do certain things. Right, and they keep them because I tell you this: this is the reason why you have a friend. Like Michael, like, like any guy would have an entourage. Because yeah. at any time, one of those guys will take a bet to your head and knock you out if you mess with Michael Vick. Of or course. anybody. Yeah, you got to have some, if you got two $100 million deals in your career, yeah, you got to have men like that. And That's a, that's a lot yeah. of envy come with that, too. True, true, very true with that. Yeah. So you knew some of the inside men involved with the dog trials. Yeah, but it was never in my business. I just right, thought my right. whole thing was when all went down. I just said, "You're done. You, mm-hmm. you just that was it wasn't done for fighting the dogs because that's what we fight dogs in Virginia. I, and all yeah, he had I to do was tell Arthur Blank, tell. we fight dogs in Virginia. Arthur Blank would say, "Well, you got to stop. 
Yeah. And he was, and that would have been it. They, they flooded. Michael Vick going to jail for fighting dogs. Mm-hmm. You got you got these people putting on these cowboy suits or these these thick hunting gear and going out there shooting deers. You got uh, people down in Florida uh, cockfighting, right. putting birds in the ring and letting them fight. It was just an opportunity to put somebody in the spotlight and prosecute them at the highest level. And this guy ends up in Leavenworth for about 19 months. You kidding me? 19, 20 months. Mm-hmm. No, I totally... Just, you got to know who's around you. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, and with that setback, you know, it, it to me, I don't think Michael Vick ever got back to where he was before or where he, even where he was headed to. Like you said, yeah. he throws the best deep ball in football that I've ever seen since I've been around football because I've been watching Michael Vick since his Virginia Tech days. So with that being you said. Know Jeff Blake? Yeah, I remember Jeff Blake. Jeff Blake throws the best deep ball, pretty spire, like a rainbow. Like a rainbow, huh? Oh, my goodness. And it just drops right in your hands. If you drop the ball, you're going to get cut because there's no way. It's almost like handing it off to you. He must be from Virginia, too. No, Jeff Blake is from, um, I want to say Carolina. Okay. But he played at uh, East Carolina. He was, I was visit East Carolina out of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was there. And then, uh, and then obviously, I met him when I came to the next level. Right. So, but no, he was, uh, yeah, I remember Jeff he was Blake. a quarterback for Cincinnati and quite a few other teams. Yeah, I remember Jeff Blake. He, yeah, he was a great talent. He had about two, three years where he made a great run, but he played on such yeah. bad teams. And he really didn't get the publicity or he didn't get the stature to really stay around. He got drafted high. I remember, yeah, I remember Jeff Blake's story, his career. And that's the, um, and that's the pattern. Mm-hmm. We talk about a lot of good quarterbacks. They can't go to a great team because great teams have good, great quarterback, good to great quarterbacks. Right. You talk about somebody like Michael Vick, where is he going to go? He has to go to the Jets. He's not going to go to a good team. I think although that was a great situation because they have a defense over there, but they have some confusion on how to run their offense and who to run it through. Right. Uh, with the two head coach, potential head coaches, and uh, I think it's Morningwig over there and um, and uh, Ryan. Yeah, you can't have two cooks in the kitchen. Uh, that makes sense to me now that I see uh, what they're doing as far as the office coordinator and the, and who is the guy? Uh, I, I I know his name, the GM or the uh, finance guy. He has no clue what he's doing. But all that money, he bought mm-hmm. in no talent. Yeah, I mean, he brought in Eric Decker. He's a talent. <laughs> Eric Decker was a talent. He was not a talent for that team. He, he made, was a talent for for Denver Broncos. Yeah, he made Peyton Manning look look good at at times. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, the reason why I would say Michael Vick needs to stop is or needs to cut it off this season because I mean he's a veteran. He's been at the top of the game. He's been the number one quarterback one time in his career before, and I don't think he's ever going to get back to it. So. I think it's just time to shut it down before you get any more injuries, taking all these sacks with all these bad old linemen. we uh, we got to take a quick break. We're going to come back talk more NFL talk. Uh, it was a diff- another game last night between the New Orleans Saints. They were hosting against the Baltimore Ravens. So we got more NFL talk, some college football talk as well. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports yo jay hit it let's go this speech is my recital i think it's very vital hey welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter sports talk show i am in studio we are live Demi Lachey. it is taco tuesday yeah, a.k.a. Frenchie, whatever. You're not going to eat no tacos. It's Thanksgiving coming up. So what? I got to get the last Taco Tuesday in <laughs> before I get some turkey in. I don't go two days. See, a lot of people go two two days out and not eat and wait for that Thanksgiving meal. I go about a day. That's my that's my yearly ritual before Thanksgiving. Yeah, that Wednesday. Y'all cooking over there? That Wednesday, I starve. Yeah, and uh, you know, I got my personal chef, Chef Rondon. He's going to throw down as well, so you welcome to come and get a plate we gonna be a, we going to a different location right around uh where are we going like chandler uh tempe area a little bit kind of toward off of uh down more down alma school road towards uh tempe a little bit so that's where we're going to be located but you you know you're welcome to come by what y'all do y'all rented y'all rented out a building or something um uh, no we we got like a house it's like a big housing um this this guy uh, who the chef he actually did some work he do work for him and do personal chef work with him and so he's uh, we're just am, gonna host um, it at his house. I'm probably gonna go to California on Wednesday. Um, Friday. Friday. But 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 you know we talking about something that's after the fact. Right. Thursday <laughs> is the uh, Thursday is the uh, Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I might do that. You know, most people uh, I know who I'm from. Yeah. You eat at your house, and you go around family and other family house members, and they come eat. Yeah. You never get full. See, that's me. Yeah. Well, you get full, and you you sit around, put your feet up, digest, and go to another family member house and eat again. That's me. Because I I go to certain people because I know certain people they get cooking done at like noon when the first football game comes on. It's food on the plate. 
food on the table. Dallas I'm there. Cowboys and the New York Giants. You must want right. my famous uh, banana pudding. You ain't got no famous banana pudding. The whole world know about it. The whole world. Yeah, everybody know about my famous. They banana they pudding. know it like like Odell Odell Beckham Jr.'s catch, or they know it. Yeah, like, they know it like that. Oh, okay. That catch that catch is uh, <laughs> that catch was great to good to great. That was the greatest catch I've seen. That's the greatest catch I've seen. Yeah, I, okay. Kwame Kwame did send me a picture of him with his arm up. Looks looks like he's receiving the ball, like an interception, kind of in the same a, form. A great one too. It could have been warm ups. Yeah. It could have been warm ups. No, but he, <laughs> I only work in game situations. Only way I believe is when because the ESPN they've been doing some good coverage and, and looking for some awesome catches. If they bring it up, the footage <laughs> of this game interception did. I'm going to agree. If I see it on some type of film. Man, I play with the Connors. <laughs> they ain't bringing up no Connors footage. That don't, that's ratings. you right. They might because the Connors are balling right now. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they are. Speaking of the Cardinals, they, they're they going to play against uh, the Atlanta Falcons, who took a loss to Cleveland Browns. And, you know, the Atlanta Falcons, they're 4-0. They're 4-7 overall, but they're 4-0 against any NFC South team. And they lost every other game against any other NFL team. What does that tell you about the Falcons? Falcons are underachievers. <laughs> They've been underachieving for two and a half, three years. Uh, they they forced uh, the Hall of Fame tight end to come back, and then they stunk up the joint. But they're winning and, their division games. Okay, that's, well, that's underachieving. Cleveland, when 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 Cleveland <laughs> beat them, yeah. I wasn't surprised about that. Cleveland is battle tested. Cleveland plays Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh. They battle tested. Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons played. Carolina, Tampa Bay, and and uh, New, New Orleans. Orleans. Mm-hmm. That is not you can't. You are not tough in that conference. <laughs> and the, who's gonna win that conference? Is probably gonna be a seven and nine team. Sheesh. Yeah. So they Cleveland is battle tested. Everybody makes so made so much about the quarterback in Cleveland. The situation going on. I don't think he's doing a terrible job. I think he's managing as well as he can. He threw three interceptions, which was a no no. But they found a way to win that game. So what does that tell you about Atlanta? A quarterback throws three interceptions. And you can't win a football game at home. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I think uh, who's who's Cleveland's coach? Is it Pinelli? I think he's going to get coach of the year. Who? No, no doubt about it. Cleveland Browns. Oh, between him and Bruce Arians, because nobody in their mind thought well, see, Bruce had his success. Mm-hmm. See, uh, Pinelli, he's had his having his his success is continuous. Bruce's success is it hit you hard right away. They're nine and two, and everybody talking about them like they're two or nine. Now, if he win the right next three games, mm-hmm. I say if they go, he's nine, so 12, 12 and four. They go twelve and four, but he beats San Fran in San Fran, which I might go to that game. I think I got a ticket to that game, my buddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he beats Seattle when Seattle comes here. No, oh, I can't wait for and that. He beats St. Louis in St. Louis. That's coach of the year right there. That's twelve and four, and you'd have wrapped up the division. Yeah, you can't deny that. But what are Cleveland? I don't know if, uh, Cleveland go beat the division out of Baltimore. You don't think so? I mean, I mean they they got a great chance too. Yeah, they got a great chance, but I don't I don't know. Yeah, you, you it's not like well Arizona. You kind of know. You have a feeling like okay, all you got to do is win a couple more games, and you're the division champ. Now you're going to be teams. You have to be teams in your division, and that's it. With Cleveland, they're sitting at seven four. They're number nine in the playoff standings right now. They're not in that um, AFC wild card game just yet. And Cincinnati, I guess, is sitting at seven and three with the one tie. 
that's not fair. I don't think it's fair. And Baltimore is also tied at seven and four, and Pittsburgh. So all four teams are, I think, our playoff teams right now. And if Cleveland continues their success and wins it out, they can win this division. Um, yeah, I, um, I don't put it past them because uh, what they did, they that first game of the season, they lost to uh, Pittsburgh. That was a close game was three twenty eight. Right. They played Pittsburgh probably two games later and blew them away. Two or three games and blew them out. This is not a bad team. I'm I, when I look at the playoff teams and where they are before that, I look at how battle tested they are. And the Cleveland Cleveland is battle tested as opposed to the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the Arizona Cardinals need to go out there to Atlanta mm-hmm. and um don't give them oxygen and breathe. You the more you give them breathe, the more they think they can live. And you doing that then you're going to put yourself in a situation. Coming off a, a 19-3 loss and your offense didn't get in the end zone at all, mm-hmm. if you had a chance at halftime in Arizona Finals to get in the end zone, you cannot have those type of games in the, in Atlanta. Now, I know they're going to stop the run, but it's going to be a comment to Drew, Drew Stanton right. to make some plays, make the right throws. And a lot of balls were dropped, too. So I didn't put a lot on Drew Stanton. We've seen him win before. I know he can win, but... They're going to have to put it all together going forward with this quarterback. Because they, they, they took Ryan Lindley off the practice squad for the uh, San Diego Chargers and then have Thomas Logan also, their fourth round, third or fourth round draft pick from Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. But they want to find a way. They want to have to find a way. If they stick according to plan, I think out of the five games they have left, they win three of those. But which three of those? makes a difference as far as Bruce Aarons getting close to the year. And this I'll, tell you, which, I'll tell you which three makes a huge difference. Kansas City, San Francisco, and Seattle. Those well, three have, right um, there can make a huge difference between coach of the year. And then Cleveland, I, Cleveland has a easier five games left than, of course, the talent of the N- NFC West and what Arizona has left on their schedule. Even though you're throwing in an AFC West team with Kansas City at home, and like like you said, don't forget about uh, St. Louis Rams also in that NFC West division as well. So right. can't never sleep on them. Even though they're 4-7, the record doesn't show it, you never can sleep on them. That's, the that's a tough schedule for, left out. In the division, mm-hmm. um, they're looking for the Cardinals, 49ers, and the uh, Seahawks to knock each other off so they can sneak in because they're going to have a 7-9 record and win the conference. Right. And which would be crazy, according to where the Cardinals are and who Seattle is. San Fran pulled off a close one against Washington. But you're right. I'm looking at the schedule. They have to beat Atlanta at home. You cannot have. They haven't had a, a two-game losing streak anyway. Obviously mm-hmm. not. They're nine and two, but they lost both of those on the road. And they got to beat Atlanta at home. That's a November 30th game. They had to come home and beat Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And what they do best, uh, that defense. I think the strength is now. Because we thought the strength would be their secondary. Their strength is that D-line with all those injuries and their linebackers' injuries. That D-line was putting a whole lot of pressure on uh, Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. They was putting a whole lot of pressure, but they couldn't capitalize as far as how you leave a guy wide open down the field when when they putting that pressure up. That's demoralizing for a defensive line. I'm, I'm giving everything I got. Right. And you back there watching me and letting guys run behind you. Yeah, because you think that a sack is about to happen, so you stop covering and then, boom, touchdown, guy wide open. You're right. Right. I agree with that. Right. But and not, not, not only or after you have Atlanta and Kansas City on the schedule, you go back to back to back with divisional teams, starting with St. Louis, then Seattle, then San Francisco, for the Arizona Cardinals. 
Not only that, these are they have two. Probably all three games are going to be primetime games. Uh, that San Francisco Rams, game. And yeah. Rams and Seattle, those are, I think, uh, Seattle, I think that's a Monday night game. And it's a Monday night game yeah. at 625, yep. Yeah. And, and it's in, it's in um, St. Louis. Right. And then the following week is Sunday night football against the Seahawks, which is a primetime game. I think they can game. beat um, Atlanta without Larry Fitzgerald. I think he need to get healthy. I think he need to get healthy. If they can pull it off with the next three games, they gotta, I say Fitz play in the Seahawks, the last two, Seattle and 49ers. They, those, those games they have to win. Yeah. You going into you go into Atlanta, you come out with a win, and you make sure everybody stays healthy. Because these next four games, because you don't, you don't need no injuries coming against that defense because you got a strong offense with Kansas City. I don't care how good or bad Alex Smith is in anyone else's opinion. Like you said earlier in the season, he's a good game manager. He can manage Kansas City to victories once he has Jamal Charles in that backfield at any time. If not, he'll collapse like he did against the Colts in the playoffs and <laughs> hold a 35-point or 20-point lead and blow it all in the fourth quarter. So with Jamal Charles being healthy, coming to Arizona and Arizona's defense, you you got to make sure everybody comes out healthy against Atlanta. I'm going to have a decision to make <laughs> when the Cardinals play uh, Kansas City because Lamar Charles – I mean, Jamal Charles has been my running back who's getting me, continuing to get me points. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can put him against the Arizona defense um, and how they stop the run. Nobody gets over 100 yards on them. Well, it doesn't matter. You know he's going to touch the ball a lot, no matter if yeah, he's running the ball or it. catching it out he the backfield. He might have carries for 78 yards. That don't do me well. But Jamal Charles, he he gets in that end zone. He's, he finds ways. They throw him screen passes. He'll find ways. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to get in the end zone against Arizona. Uh, yeah, and, so, and that game is yeah. in Arizona, and nobody scored over twenty points over them, nineteen points something points right. on them at home. Right. Well, well, you know, he could give you a touchdown in two, maybe. You know, uh, Jamal Charles is—I mean, his talent alone is is incredible, and he could do more than just a regular wide receiver. I mean, he, he can run the yeah, football when needed to. Out of the backfield. Yeah, and he blocks well. So did you catch the Monday Night Football game, the original Monday Night Football game last night between New Orleans Saints and the Baltimore Ravens, which the Ravens are sitting at 7-4, like we said, in that crazy uh, AFC North division. And they went down to New Orleans and beat New Orleans in that terrible NFC South team that the Saints, who I thought they were going to win the division this season. Now it looks, it's looking like uh, Atlanta's going to win it. But... Uh, yeah, Saints took another loss at home um, down there in the Superdome. And did you catch the little scrimmage, the little fight? Of course, Steve Smith Sr. was involved with it. He's always getting into little little fights. Steve, little Knicks. Steve Smith, he's a little Rottweiler. I like his attitude. I like how he approached I love him too. Um, it was very silly for the Carolina Panthers to get rid of him. Maybe they, uh, maybe they couldn't afford him. But I like how he approaches games. Um, but the – but. You at home, and you the you won a Super Bowl in that in that organization past what is six years. You got a six seven years. You got to find a way to be more dominant than this, and especially when you sitting. Man, what are you sitting? Like? They won. Man, their record was still a record. Who are you talking about? The New Orleans Saints. Four and seven now. Four and seven. Come on now. You got to be better than that. But all that offensive power. See, they messed up. Here's where a lot of organizations messed up. When you got a guy 
who you know you should sign a certain way. Don't don't create a bad chemistry within the team talking about a contract. If you're not going to do the contract after the season is over, don't talk about it during the season. And don't sign one guy, especially when Jimmy Graham should have been in one side and should have got. You use him a certain way. You just create it. I don't, at the end of the day, everybody was happy or the deals got done. Right. But you created some adversity on that team just on one guy, and that's Jimmy Graham being signed or having to get rid of a, a, a Darren Sproles. You, you mess up the chemistry of that team. San Diego Chargers are probably kicking themselves. The New Orleans Saints kicking themselves. You get rid of Darren Sproles, who's a difference maker on everybody's team, but you, you create some animosity with uh, your star tight end in Jimmy Graham, and then you're looking at a 4 and a seven season. Maybe if you can pull it off with uh, you got the Steelers, Panthers, Bears, mm-hmm. Dolphins, and Buccaneers, those games you can win. Right. You might lose to the Steelers, but I can see them winning these games. I can see them winning five out, and then they're nine and seven. Yeah, I mean, you can see it, and you can almost believe it, but the way they've been looking this season, as the Saints that you know them from their past, you're like, oh, yeah, no doubt. They can go win these last five games, no question about it, no doubt about it. But these Saints this this season, I don't know I don't know what what's the deal what the deal is. I mean, you have a healthy Mark Ingram finally. You got a, a good backup with Kyrie Robinson and you got Jimmy Graham and Marcus Colston. These guys been the cement of the of the uh program of this organization for some time and you got MVP candidate almost Hall of Fame, you could put him in there and Drew Brees on that offensive end and they just don't put up the points like they should that they're known for. No, and they're developing, and they're play calling and developing something straight crazy. Yeah. Um, although you did see Joe Morgan last night uh, run that 67 yard reverse on the Ravens. Right. You, you got to do stuff like that. I think a lot of teams resort to double re- reverses, double reverses, and stuff like that when they have no continuity on their offense, when they have no no sustained game plan, or they just go. You, you do got to get the pulse of what a defense is trying to do to you as far as offense is concerned. But when you out there just running trick plays, and maybe they saw something in the Baltimore Ravens defense where that allowed it to happen because obviously he scored a 67 yard touchdown on the reverse. Right. Man, if I was, and now I'm going to jump in on the Baltimore side real quick. We got about a minute left before break. If I was Baltimore, or if I was New Orleans, I would have made, try to make Steve Smith so mad over and over again after he snapped. I would have been picking with him the the rest of the game just to see just to get him out the flow of his game, but New Orleans still they're holding back they they didn't uh, they didn't want to even attempt him anymore they it looked like they got they shot away from nagging at him and picking at him and then Justin Forsett had a game of his life on the road or on the ground game and he ran yeah. over uh, he had a great game last night you know he had great rushing yards last night and. Finished the game. I think I thought he was the MVP. I thought he was a big difference, scoring two touchdowns. So, you know, I don't know what's going on in New Orleans. Hopefully, they, if they win out these last five games, then I don't think they're going to do any damage in the playoffs regardless it's, it's anyway. It's such an up-and-down team. You look at the team, you look how they lost. They lost a lot of close games, too. Right. Uh, they were real close. Uh, when they started off, they lost to the Saints by three points. They mm-hmm. lost to the, the uh, at Cleveland. By two, they right. played. Uh, yeah, they played. They lost to. The, they won the Vikings. They lost to the Cowboys. Beat them up. A revenge from last year. Right. Uh, Buccaneers. They lost. They won. 
by six points. I mean, it was a lot of close games. It was a, a one possession with a chance to score. They beat the Lions. Oh, they, I'm sorry, they lost to the Lions by one. Yeah. But 23-24, they destroyed the Packers, who was Packers, in my opinion, was looking for that bye week. They went in New Orleans and didn't play at all. Yeah. They beat the Panthers, but that's nothing new. They lost to the Saints, uh, 49ers. Yeah, by three. I agree. Yeah, by three. They lost to the Bengals. Which is crazy. Yep, it is crazy. They got one more work to do, but we're going to take a quick break right before our last segment coming up. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to the last segment of the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. It is Taco Tuesday, even though it's Thanksgiving week. I guess we got to hold off on the tacos this Tuesday. But... Uh, this is what our last segment, last show until uh, Monday, because we're going to be out for the holiday for the rest of the week. Sure. So, so this is the last, last little bit of show for the week. And uh, if you want to, you know, we could go through some. I guess you could say some of the Thanksgiving games, ball games. Um, some of the NFL games are going to be on come Thursday on your while you're feasting, while you're feeding your faces. Um, there's some ball games that will be played, of course, the traditional Thanksgiving Day games in NFL. I think it's the uh, Eagles and the Cowboys are playing one another. Then, of course, you always have the Bears and the Lions. That's the first game at 12.30 uh, p.m., which is, I think is going to be, what, 10.30 out here in the West Coast time. You look yeah, at I, I, I really see the uh, – I used to catch the first game probably – second quarter or something like that because I usually go golfing in the morning okay. around, around these holidays or yeah. so-called holidays. But yeah, the um, it's a lot of traditional games. Dallas and Detroit is always those games or always those teams that's on during Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, yeah, you get your usual Bears and Lions and make sure you always got to throw the Cowboys on there and 
of course, the Niners as well. They got the late night game, almost um, primetime schedule, and they're hosting the Seahawks, which I can't wait for that game. I think that's going to be the most anticipated game for me to watch is the NFC West rivalry game between the Seahawks and the Niners. I could care less about the Cowboys and Eagles because they're just going to knock each other off until one of them win the division, although that's a big divisional game as well. And we're going to see if the Cowboys are for real, or e- even if the Eagles are for real. They don't get as much attention as the Cowboys, of course, known as America's team. But we're going to see whether the team is going to be uh, the real deal going into the playoffs, going to the last in, uh, last few games of the season. And Bears and the Lions, I mean... We know what Chicago's really, what they really are. We know what Jay Cutler really is. So I think the Lions are going to win that game in a blowout fashion. They are at home. But what's kind of your prediction on this game um, with the Seahawks and the Niners or Eagles and Cowboys? What did you think about those two? I think the Cowboys going to beat the Eagles because you got guys over there running their mouth who don't have anything. Well, I say the nose tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know why you will add fuel to a team who has one of the best running games in the National Football League. Why would you say something crazy? Just go out there and get it done. So many people talk and don't have actions behind them. That's really one of my pet peeves. Stop talking so much and just do it. Yeah. Uh, the the um, San Francisco 49ers in the Seattle Seahawks game, that's going to be an important game. That's the one I really will watch because yeah. of the implication it has to do with the Cardinals. And I'm hoping that the San Fran beat the Seattle because they play within a three-game span. Those two teams play twice. Yeah. So I hope um, even if they split, then it's, then it's put that on the Cardinals uh-huh. to get the ball on their court to win those games. Well, think about the games when they go head to head with them. Think about San Fran win twice in three weeks. That would make the Cardinals situation that much better of winning in a division. And then right because they beat San Fran here. Right. And it, but if you come down, if the Cardinals don't take no days off, no uh, plays off, and and that because they, they, the last three games they have the St. Louis Rams, Seattle Seahawks, and San Francisco 49ers. Right. San Francisco 49ers beat Seattle twice, then they have to beat both of those Seattle and Rams games. Yeah, and I think if they win that, when if Arizona wins the Rams game being played in St. Louis, Seattle already took a loss to them. So if the Cardinals can finish out two and zero against them, and even right. tie with San Francisco. In Seattle, Seattle takes two losses. This is the game that Seattle needs to win. They need to beat San Francisco because they already screwed themselves up against uh, St. Louis earlier in the season. And now they got two shots at San Francisco and one more when they come to town, when they come out to Glendale and play the Arizona Cardinals at home with the Cardinals being at home. So definitely the San Francisco games for Seattle is the most important. I think with the Cardinals situation, you're looking at the Rams possibly be your most important game because you already defeated San Francisco once. And you know you can beat them again. And then um, with San Francisco, I think they're more worried about Seattle as well. So these two teams, I mean, they got to win both for and either of them to win the division, I believe. It's going to go, this, come down to them, this too. this time of the year, like, if you want to get it done or need to get, or have to get it done, these are the games you really look forward to. Because um, barring any injuries and major injuries, everybody is pretty much nicked up or, or bruised up on every team. Right. So you really got to get your mind right to go and play in these games. And these are, arguably, we talked about the season uh, and this division as being one of the toughest in the NFL. So no doubt really about it. They're going to be battling it out for the next uh, five weeks. 
It's not one of the toughest. I believe it's the toughest. It's the toughest division in football. And the sad part is one or two of these teams are going to get left out. Out of the four, at least two of these teams are going to be left out of the playoffs. Right. Which and is they, sad. And those, the two teams that does get left out, you think if they got in the playoffs, they'll do some damage. And, and they would. They sure, they surely would. Now, I was in that situation last year with a 10-6 record. Right. And they would have did damage against some of the teams that made the playoffs in the in the division, like right. the Carolina Panthers. Come on. I'm not, I wasn't sold on them. Last season, right. and you see how the way they're looking now. Even though they can arguably still win their division again this season, but they get the upper hand because they're winning their division, and they get a home game, and they they belong in that top four seating, which is which is not fair, you know. But shoot, I said that about Green Bay. What, what was what was the San Francisco Forty Nine sitting twelve and four going to play Green Bay seven and nine? Right. That that makes no sense to me because Seattle won our division. Uh, and then Green Bay won a division there. That's just crazy. I think the team has the best record. Everybody has a schedule before the season even starts. The team with the best record should host that game. Right. I agree. I agree. The team, even if it's throughout the whole playoffs, if you have the best record, I don't care. Like you said, if you go 7 9 in your division, if you have a better record, you deserve a home game. I totally but agree. But then you argue. Then you'll argue about weak conferences. Yeah. You'll argue about weak divisions. You have a you have a you have a legitimate argument, but that's what it is. It's not gonna be like that every year. Right. Well, not only in the NFL you gotta worry about the playoffs, but also the college playoffs starting to come down to the wire. I believe they're down to their last two games now. Uh a lot of teams are ending their regular season. Or a lot of uh, conferences are ending their regular season schedules this week. Big rivalry weekend. You got your Ohio State-Michigan game. Uh, ASU, Arizona State versus U of A, taking on Arizona University. That's a big game in the Pac-12. Uh, SEC rivalry games, Alabama-Auburn. Ole Miss and Mississippi State, battle of the state of Mississippi. Oregon and – I think Oregon and Stanford play one another, so it's some big they games. But it yeah. did, did – uh ASU lose a game somewhere that I didn't see. Uh, you see definitely it. did. You definitely did miss it because they lost to Oregon State when they went up to Oregon State last weekend. They took a. Okay. They got beat thirty-four twenty-seven. Yep. ASU the Sun Devils took a loss. Ty Graham and the boys, led by Taylor Kelly at quarterback, which I still think Berkovici is a better fit. Yeah. With um, that team, with that unit, they keep no, trying to make yeah. this guy uh, Kelly. They keep trying to make him. And think he's the guy, but when you when he was out, now he was he was making the plays before he got hurt. But he comes back and you keep forcing plays that he he has to have perfect timing on. You can't get that timing in practice, right? So he tried to establish in the game because I thought they was ranked number twelve, and I thought they just they just lost their chance of getting in the playoffs. They right. beat uh, they beat Stanford, and then they then they beat uh, Notre Dame, and then they lose to Oregon State. Exactly, they, just, they lose to some Beavers. <laughs> hey that man, it's crazy. It's hard to go. It's hard to win it up at Oregon State. You know those teams, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State. Because you never. It's hard to go win at those places. Those places are the loudest stadiums and crowds, especially in that uh, up there in I Washington. Coaches. coaches lost their game. Ty Graham? No way. The kids. I mean, the, your players probably they they didn't look focused enough. They did not look fluently together. I watched that game. I watched especially the first half. Arizona State, they came out slow. I think they got down like 10-0. to zero. 
and they made a comeback. They were up at halftime, so I was like, okay, it looks like ASU is going to continue this game. They're going to win this game out, and they might be in discussion at the top four. With them taking the loss, they dropped all the way down to 13th, which Alabama and Mississippi State never got that recognition, but this is also... Really their... not, they recognize the football program, the ASU. Yeah. It's up and down, so... Well, ASU, this was their second loss, too, so... Yeah, but still, God dang. Yeah. You, I say I blame the coaches for that reason. You can't get them prepared to play Oregon State. And look, I know you're not looking for that U of A game. Yeah. That game is going to happen regardless. You got to get them focused for this game. Yeah. And yeah. You, you, you can't put a lot of pressure on them. Just say, go do what we've been doing. Don't yeah. make a whole emphasis on we got to win this game. We got to, just go do what we've been doing. Coaches have a, a problem or make a mistake in doing that. Yeah. And Don't make that game any more bigger than the one that's right. The one that's behind you, because the one that's in front of you is the most important. And I think that's why he's going with, or been going with Taylor Kelly, with him coming back, because this is his bread and butter. This is the guy who got ASU to where they're at. But Berkovici, I think, can take him to a whole nother level in which he was doing, in my opinion, especially with that offense and that team. Never, you know, when you have your backup quarterback having success, it makes the team more fun. It's just like, hey, we ain't got nothing else to lose. Uh, I don't think Taylor Kelly's all the way 100%. He's not as quick or his steps a little bit slower than he was last season. And, you know, Coach is going with his bread and butter. He's very nervous. I had coaches in my past. They'll get nervous against certain teams who don't have a winning record. And then the coach is just like, hey, we got to win this game. We have to. Don't look at the record. It's just more nervous talk throughout the whole week. So that makes you nervous. Like, dang, what if we do lose this game? It makes the, the whole team, you know, really think about it that even more rather than you going against Stanford. It's like, hey, we ain't beat these guys in some time. We ain't got nothing to lose. Let's go. Let's get the job done. Like you said, like, I agree with your statement, with your point saying you can't make this game bigger than what it was. It's Oregon State. Play Oregon State yeah. in what, the way they are. And I understand it's a uh, divisional opponent. It's a team you play every year. But come on now. You right. have more at stake. Oregon State, so you got to finish that game off before you look to U of A, and I think that's what happened. So that's why I blame the coaches in that situation. Right, and it looks like uh, University of Florida, the Gators coach. Um, what was that? Camp is down there. His Mustang last, Camp? yeah, his last game uh, is going against Florida State because obviously their his job is getting taken over. Do you have any idea or any talk? Have you heard anything about who's next up for that Florida job? Any potentials? Because I heard I heard the talks of Rich Rodriguez going around. I heard that's been oh, picked yeah. up. I see. Because Rich, Rich and Ty Graham, they know the lead programs. Mm-hmm. The dollars of the success. Both of them, they left Pittsburgh and they left West Virginia. Yeah. And they was in a position where they had, um, those teams were okay. They were, those teams were kind of all right. So they left them. Right. They moved. I, I, I think uh, what Rich Rodriguez did, because of what he did at West Virginia, that's what got them into the Big 12. I mean, if you remember, they were in the Big East. They really weren't making a lot of noise. Good competitive team. Um, and uh, with, when they were back in the Big East and competing in, in football, but now they're in the Big 12. And I think because of the success that Rich Rodriguez had through his, what, four or five years there, it got them to bigger money, to Big 12 now. So, mm-hmm. you know, the likes of Rodriguez, Rich Rodriguez, he could handle the big spotlight, even though Michigan was a total blur. And that wasn't, I don't think that was his fault. That, was, that has something to do with the AD who is now retiring or he uh, resigning this season as well. 
Actually, he resigned a couple weeks ago during the middle of the season. So I think that had a lot to do with the AD as well. And that had a lot to do with Rich Rodriguez and his coaching abilities, nor his recruiting. But it looks like we're running out of time. Uh, Kwame, you got anything, you know, that you want to put out? Happy holidays to everyone coming up to have a safe Thanksgiving. No, I will, I will echo that. <laughs> but I have safe uh, holidays, safe eating day, I would call it. Because yep. if you know what Thanksgiving is, you wouldn't be celebrating it. But everybody have a uh, fun eating day and uh, be safe. Yep. And we'll catch you uh, Monday. This coming up Monday, we'll be back. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you Monday. We out. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Oh!